Hey, Truth and Trash listeners, right? It's Kevin and Sarah. We're back. Uh, we are back. Yeah, we're back. We are back with an interesting, an interesting episode, which dovetails off of last week's a little bit, sort of. Sort of. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know what? We're going to tie it back. We're going to make it fit with last week's. <laughs> no, it does a little bit. I, um, yeah, today we're going to, can your beliefs, how do I phrase this in a good way? Is um, something that you believe in, can that cause physiologic, physiologic changes in your body? Is that? Is that the right? Was that the right way to pose that question? I'm truth yeah, or trash, the, right? Does like that? The, yeah, like does the power? Does the power of does belief affect medical outcomes, or like or like or like or drug efficacy? Because that, that's really what it was about. Because that was kind of the thing that they were kind of trying to distinguish against between was like there is the phenomena of the um, placebo, but they're like this is different. This is it's different. different with the belief when you believe something is working that they had they, they literally had um you know medical evidence showing that it actually it actually did have like higher positive outcomes in those people or groups of people that believed that the medicine was doing a good job which is different from yeah. like you know like placebo giving you so, sugar and yeah yeah yes um so I guess to back it up to tell to tell our, our lovely listeners, um, today's topic was was kind of driven just by um, an article that I had seen um, on a literature review. The article was still in review to actually be published, so it, it's kind of in this in between mm-hmm. state. It, it's up for being published and in the editorial review process. Um, and I had a chance to kind of look over that, and it just yeah, it just got me excited, like just geeking out, stupidly excited. I don't know why I was, I mean, I do know why, but I was like, oh my gosh, Kevin, we need to look into this a little bit more. Um, and, and the concept was, yes, basically we can explain the study and then the outcomes, but it was um, kind of having people believe that something was was happening and then actually being able to demonstrate on um, high frequency MRI scan of their heads Mm-hmm. that that belief was causing different parts of the brain to light up and causing different levels of brain activity, mm-hmm. um, not based on the drug that they got because that didn't correlate. It was based on per, on what they thought they were getting mm-hmm. um, to just give it all away. But <laughs> but to me, I was like, oh my gosh, because I think we have like, um, I've known about the placebo effect. That's kind of black and white. You either get it or you don't get it, right? I either have the drug or I don't have the drug in my system. Um, But the belief model can be manipulated a little bit more, right? So it's, it's like, did I get the high, the medium or the low dose? Did I get the high calorie meal or the low calorie meal? Did I, you know, you can, you can tweak the belief based on the information that you give them. It's not a a yes or no scenario. Um, Yeah. And and I believe, anyways, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I think with one one of them, right, was with like the with specifically, I think with the with the calorie one, right? Wasn't there something that was like they mm-hmm. had a reaction, like they had a physiological reaction that was in line with like getting the high dose, but they only got the low dose. So, yes, like, so they really they really were like they really were like when they believed that they were getting a stronger 
like drug so, that was like counteracting effects that the, the, they ended up getting those effects without having with having a lower dose drug, which is having a lower like, dose drug, which is yeah. which is really interesting because it's like, listen, you know, all this stuff like oxycontin and all. I mean, well, I don't know, whatever. Like this reliance on drugs and how like and how like you having to keep like upping and upping and upping. It's like if we can work out the science. And to see if 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 it works with everybody, if it at least works with some people, that you can give them a, a lower dose of something to get them to feel like they've gotten a higher dose and still actually get the effects of the higher dose. Then that's what like I was going to say. Yeah, that's the difference. Is it this actually? So we'll just tell you about the study. But this study actually showed physiologic changes in your brain, physiologic yeah. changes happening in your body based on what you believed you were given not correlating with what you actually got. Um, so you've been able to to maybe, you know, um, I guess to set it up, there's always been like a little subjective stuff. Like if you tell somebody like their chemotherapy might make them nauseous, you know, certain people are going to be nauseous just driving to the appointment to get the yeah. chemotherapy. Because that, you know, yeah. um, but but how do you measure that, right? There's no nausea meter, I guess. Right. So, so yeah, there was a lot hard. of, um, self-reported subjective data around people experiencing, um, physical symptoms from different medications or getting all of the side effects or something, you know, yes. but we didn't really have any hard data to, I guess, I guess to prove that, or if we did, I, it hadn't totally crossed my path. So I, I yeah. don't know. So this study took, um, it took cigarette smokers and they had them uh, not. They had them not smoke for a couple of days, which must have been awful. They had to be totally off nicotine. So you you were already kind of a known cigarette smoker, and if you were going to be in the study, you had to have no nicotine for a few days to just have a washout period. Um, I'm sure that was hard. They probably lost a lot of participants in trying to go <laughs> yeah. through that because um, it's not like they could throw a nicotine patch on or chew gum. They really just they wanted none of it in their body, and you can test that with different lab work to prove that they really did flush things out. Um, and then they did some baseline high frequency uh, MRI scans of their brain. Um, and with doing some different activities to see what lit up kind of different parts of their brains. Um, and then they gave them all uh, a, a, a cigarette. Well, they did it as a vape because they could really uh, micromanage the amount of nicotine in, in yeah. the vape cartridge that you have a way to like measure how much is left in the cartridge when um, when you're done, so you could definitely know that the, every that the doses that everybody got, and then they told them you either got a high, medium, or low dose of nicotine, and then they rescanned, put them back in the MRI machine, and rescanned their brains to kind of see what would happen. Would those nicotinic receptors light up the same way? Would they have the same amount of kind of activity between the thalamus and the hypothalamus? Um, and and then the catch was they were all given the same low dose nicotine, so. Everybody got the exact same dose of nicotine. It was in the low end, but people were told they either got low, medium, or high. Uh -huh. And then what they found was um, the activity in those areas of your brain that should light up and be active in response to nicotine corresponded to the amount they thought they got. So the people that were told they got a low dose of nicotine had minimal reaction in those areas that, that picked up on the MRI. People that were told they got medium had a medium. The people that were told that they got high had high activity of those receptors, um, even though everybody got low, got the same. So um, 
I don't know. To me, that's like craziness. Like you could just manip manipulate that, I guess. That that is yeah, how powerful is. our, that's how powerful our brain is. Like think if you could tap into that, right? That's the subject, like that's the ability of like that they actually could see this on a scan and they controlled for some different variables. And it was a small study and to be replicable, I think they used about 20 people and they really they need to extrapolate it out to like 60 yeah. and get a bigger sample size. But um, but it's probably no, I just thought that was pretty cool. They, I mean, there's so yeah. many applications for this. So like, I mean, I think, I think weight loss is another area where like, if you're giving, you know, you could be literally telling, you know, some people like you could give them like maybe like a low dosage of Ozempic or something or some whatever. And like, cause so much of that is mental anyway. Like you can be like, yeah, you have this like super high dose. Like this, this people are dropping pounds with this. Yeah. You give it to them and I guarantee you, you're going to get a decent amount who like are like legitimately like, dropping weight. And it could be like either, either something low dose or, you know, you know, like, like, you know, something very low dose. Yeah. Well, I know that's where my mind went. I mean, it, there's, I'm sure there's, there's going to be ethics and things around this, but a little bit of like, sometimes I tell patients, you know, like, um, gosh, your, your blood pressure is really high. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start this medication at kind of the higher end. And, and sometimes I, I might even say, you know, it's, it's probably going to take two medicines to get your blood pressure down. If somebody's got a reading, you know, in the one eighties over 100 or something like that, usually a little squirt of something isn't, isn't going to be enough. Um, but I don't have to be misleading, but what if I just, I mean, I, you just reframe that like, Oh, yeah. your blood. Yeah. Your blood pressure is pretty high. Good thing. This is the number one blood pressure. This is a good, strong medicine. Yeah. I, I'm confident this is going to make a big difference. So this is going to work and we'll see you back, you know, instead of kind yeah. of setting it up, like, ah, you know, this is, you are in rough shape and I'm going to have to throw everything I have at you. Um, why don't we, you know, lean in a little bit more to that belief system. Um, to our I mean, advantage, to, to use yeah. less pharmaceuticals, you know, just use the power of like your, yeah. Your, your I think thoughts. it's, I think it's totally, I, I mean, I think it's totally valid and I think it's de definitely worth trying, especially in a case like that, where it's like, you can always give them more if they need it, but like, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's worth, you know, in some of these settings to try on these like lower risk things of like, you know, just like, instead of giving like the highest one, you know, like you said, giving the, you know, a lower dose, but then being, but just, you know, Saying like, hey, this is this is a really this is this is this is this one this one this one has been proven to uh, do a good job, which it has because all of them have been proven to do a good job. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. you're just not maybe not giving them the highest dose of it. So it's like, I, you know, yeah. you know. Um, I, I, I guess maybe. Oh, sorry. Like setting no, them no, up, setting them up to be more successful out of the gate yes. with the least yes. amount. So just or you know just tapping into that other just to that extra power, that extra tool that they already have on board of, of a strong belief system. And that's pretty. And you can even lower, I mean, you can lower, literally lower your blood pressure too, by like literally like calming down and like, hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, so it's, so it's not like it's unethical in the sense of, it's like literally like even, you can even do your own techniques that can like help you lower your blood, blood pressure. So it's like, you know, I think it's totally worth it to try to see if people can not use as, as strong a, Strongest, strongest pharmaceutical, and then try to you know get maybe get similar results. See if I know. Possible. I just yeah, it's like it's kind of the tip of the iceberg, I guess, for this. So, but then I did get a little you know down the down the rabbit hole on some of that, and when they were 
Oh, I don't want to misspeak. It, it might be the same authors that did this nicotine study, belief, belief nicotine study, but it might be somebody else. I'm not, so I can't say 100% sure, but um, they've also done a study. I had, I guess I had heard of this before with um, hotel workers who, mm-hmm. you know, like um, think house housekeepers in a hotel. I've always thought like, that's a, like, that's a lot of exercise. Like, yeah. you know, it'd be a good job if you want to be moving all day, yeah. right? They're pushing carts up and down the hall. They're bending, they're reaching, they're walking on their feet. So um, they took, took two groups of them and measured their, you know, weight and their activity output and their calories and that kind of stuff. And then they told one group that um, what they were doing was like, they were really getting a lot of exercise. Like, man, your job is great. You are really exercising, like really leaned into that. Like, this is healthy for you. You are doing awesome with this. And then the other group, they just said, well, it's just, you know, it's just, you're just going to work. Like, it's not a big deal. This is just what you do. It's just work. Um, The group that had the belief that their work was now exercise uh, lost 12%. More weight, or I don't know if it was off total body weight or compared from the beginning, or I don't know, but their weight, yeah. That's Talk great. That's like, that's the same claim as as, as Ozempic. It's just re, yeah, it's, it's the same. You're right. Well, but, yeah, it, but just from like reframing. Nobody. Yeah. They didn't change their activity. They weren't working longer hours. They didn't all of a sudden start cleaning. You know, like ten more rooms a shift or something like that. They they cracked that. Like everything else was controlled as as best as it can be. You yeah. know, in a study, but um, it was just reframing the belief and what they did that um, changed that. Yeah. So, so it, it, so it'd be interesting to, to to figure out how that works. I mean, because like obviously, so is it like is it like is it that the belief just literally like like maybe like their literal like their their metabolism was actually started to burn higher because of it, you know, because of the other, or was it like because they thought they were getting extra getting more exercise? Maybe that led to like dietary slightly changes, or because like the, it's a, if you think like oh, I'm actually getting like you know five miles a day in steps, then, like, I'm eating a salad at lunch now because, you know, hey, like, I'm getting all this exercise, so I'm going to undo it. So I, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to yeah. control more of that to try to see, like, what, you know, because you said it, it's tangible, weight loss, very tangible. Yeah. yeah. So what was the method for that? You know, was it was it that they just had the belief that they were healthier, so they started in all areas of their life just kind of, like, acting and living a little healthier? Or was it that they literally like willed their metabolism to like burn a little more because they were like, yeah, I'm getting fit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I I mean, I suspect, I guess I don't know. I mean, uh, the first explanation to me, I, it seems like a little more plausible with my like, you know, very rigid scientific, like, you know, in my staying in my box thinking like, how can you will your metabolism? But, um, but I don't know. You're right. And maybe just you said like reframing that, like, oh man, I really do get a lot of exercise. I burn this many calories every day at work. Like, you're right. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick up that, you know, egg McMuffin on my way into work anymore. I'm going to grab the banana or, you know, I, yeah, maybe it trickles out into just generally looking at yourself because now I'm an exerciser and what exercise, you know, if you want to go to some of that um, research on habits and defining yourself and the, you know, um, that would be if, if I'm somebody who exercises every day, what does somebody who exercises every day look like? Yep. What else do they do? You know, so yep. you start to own that whole, that whole persona. And, and we've um, also discovered before from my non-scientific, but definitely it could be proven in a, 
I don't even know if it needs to be proven in the study because it's like it's just true. It's just like the calories, right? Like you know, like if you eat like you know, like two hundred more calories a day, you are eating for a person that's like significantly heavier than you are. So even if they are like, even if it's not like crazy, right? Like like diet change, even if it's like you know, not getting the donut or whatever, like like that combined with the exercise could be the thing could be the tipping point too of like yeah. hey like maybe they just kind of inadvertently were just cutting out like 300 calories like a day which is all the difference you know the difference between like like having a stable like maintaining your weight and now all of a sudden like you're losing weight you know yeah so yeah the power of i have the power of the belief uh another one that was interesting um and again i don't know who this did i, I don't know who did this study and but um they took a what did they do it's, it's similar they took a milkshake and they gave it to a group of participants and they told part of the group of participants that this was a really um high calorie shake and it had a lot of nutrients in it and it was just it was going to keep you full for a while this is a really good healthy shake mm -hmm. and they told the other half that this was just like low calorie lots of sugar like not good for you shake yeah maybe i'm ad-libbing those words a little bit but they gave the impression to one group it had a lot of nutrients it was very high calorie and then they told the rest of them it was low calorie and not as nutritious and then they so and then they measured uh gremlin 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 which yeah, is the uh, um, gremlin. Gremlin, <laughs> yeah and the the patients oh, no, the, sorry. sorry ghrelin 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 yeah ghrelin it wasn't it's not a gremlin <laughs> I was I was like, oh, you were closer than me. Um, Grelin, uh, and the people who thought they had the higher calorie shake, um, they had less, like they had less of that. So, um, so they had they felt full longer. Yep. And they they're they're um, oh, Grelin, Grelin. I can't yeah, now. Yeah, yeah Grelin. Grelin didn't increase as much. So they they their that hunger spike didn't happen. Then it actually did keep they them stayed satiated longer. longer. Yes, yes, that's what. Versus the group that we're told this is low calorie, and it's like you know it's a a shamrock shake from McDonald's or something, right? This is just yeah. nothing good in this for you. It's not gonna and and it yeah same shake by the way. So that's also the trick, right? Same exact yeah. shake. They just framed it different, presented it different, and you were able to see a physiological response in the um ghrelin and the yeah in the hormone level i mean that, that, i mean that makes total it makes total sense i mean I, I mean i definitely experienced this kind of stuff in the army when we were when we were like doing like hard exercises and pushing um that belief kind of you know what i'm saying like 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 that tank you know the tank it, it, what, what what i hear when i hear that because like <clears throat> excuse me what i hear when i hear that is like like you're like you're tricking your body you, you know you're like you're thinking okay this is a very thick nutritious shake i'm not going to be as hungry like i've seen i guess what i'm trying to say is I've, I've seen people in the past will themselves like in that same kind of way to like go farther do extra not be as be able to put up with more because of because of a mindset um so that tracks with me in terms of like yeah i totally like would like I could totally see that your body, you know, being. I, I, in fact, I've, I've 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 experienced this in the opposite way, and I think Abby, my wife, your sister, agrees. 
is that I don't really eat like fast food. I know, surprising. Uh, but uh, like before, when we when I used to like when I was younger, like I could literally go to like McDonald's and get like a meal, and then right after, I mean, there was times when I literally did this. I would, like would go to the McDonald's and get like a like a you know burger, or whatever, like quarter pounder meal, and then I go to Wendy's or like and then I go to Burger King like right after that. Like I just did not feel satiated. Now yeah. it's food. It's like there's. I mean, I guarantee you, McDonald's is not putting some sort of like special thing in their food to make you like not feel satiated. But I don't know. It's just the, it's just the thought that it was this cheap bad meal. I never felt satiated. It was always tasty, but I never felt like I never. I, I can't remember the last time I ate like a like a like a McDonald's meal and felt like full from it. And I, and I think that's just like my mentality around it. So in that yeah. same way that they felt satiated because they were told this is like very nutritious and filling and there's extra stuff in there that makes you less full or makes you more full. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the same thing I have with like fast food in my mind, which is like, I, which is why I could like literally go to McDonald's, eat like two meals and be, have the same amount of food as whatever as something else. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, that wasn't like, that wasn't like a real meal. That was like. Yeah. 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 Isn't that, I know. So we we're calling it like, they're calling it like this belief effect. I mean, you're right. You could call it the mindset. It's effect. I mean, it's all in that same thing. I think for me, what was exciting as I was reading through this in my, my mind, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, it's going to show changes. You're going to show changes in the brain. It's actually going to work. Like they're going to see it. It doesn't matter what nicotine yeah. they got. Like it's, it, they, they're going to believe themselves into, I just got a super high hit of nicotine look at all my brain chemistry light up even though they didn't um and so that i guess that was the exciting part for me you could always like anecdotally point out these different scenarios you know um where you've been able to you know i, I mean i don't know push through things there's research around like they probably did this too in the military i had it in some of the spartan races i used to do with which, so the whole part of that game was just kind of messing with your head right yeah. so they'd make it so you went by the finish line yeah, like you didn't get to yes. stop. You could see it, and you thought you were going to get to it, but no, no. The course went right by it, and you still had to climb up and over the mountain and circle back around the other side to finish. You know, yeah. So it just is like it just, yeah. It's just a kick in the gut when you're like, oh, and that's just that mind. Like suddenly you're that much more tired, and you're that much more like miserable and achy. It's just as soon as it switches that, but to actually like see like physiologic change, you know, like what if they did that and they measured your lactic acid level and it actually all of a sudden spiked just yeah. because your brain thought like, oh my gosh, I can't finish. I have to keep going. Um, You could like, you know, talk yourself into that. I don't know, but that's what this data I think is showing me is we're starting to get to design these studies and to have the technology where you can actually see some, you know, a little more physiological effect, like neurochemical changes yes. um, more than just like maybe, someone's heart rate goes up or down or their blood so blood pressure that's we're tracking well, big stuff I, cool i think that's i think i think part of what's maybe like which is part of which is interesting i think part of which should be also interesting to like a lot of like science heavy like you know like head first doctors uh you know medical professionals you know all these like you know hard science people is that there's there's more of a hard connection between the brain and like, like belief in science, right? Like, so, you know, like, like, so it's yeah. not just like, oh, you feel like, like you think you feel less hungry or you think you feel this thing. It's like, no, that belief 
to a certain extent does have actual like physiological changes and it's actually just it's actually basically really at the ch- at the point where it's cheap enough to measure it you know at this mm-hmm. point we have we have tests we have things that you can actually now it's much easier to actually like you know just measure what's happening um but this is things that we've always known for like a long time that we just that we always just chalked it up to like more of like a soft touchy feely kind of woo woo but it's like well there's actually more connection between you know listen it's not all i mean let's not no break out your crystals just yet but you know like <laughs> back there's the door, more... kevin put him down put him down <laughs> yeah exactly you know yeah hold off on all the crystal purchases but there is a bigger tie-in between like how you what you believe and the physiological or neurological changes that you see in your body and it's like it, you know i know I, I exactly what you said i i 100 agree with i think anybody if and I mean this in like no demeaning way, but if you were to say more of the softer science side, um, more of the holistic, natural, not traditional, you know, randomly controlled trial medicine head forward, they've known this forever. They're probably like, well, duh, yeah. you guys, didn't, yeah. you didn't believe us until you had this fancy MRI machine, this high, you know, whatever. Like we've known this, like this is, we knew this forever. Like if you yeah. all would have just like slowed down and really listened to your bodies, like you could have tapped into this, you know, years ago. Like we have, um, yeah. I think there's there's truth to that. That it, it maybe is just finally the rest of us are like, oh, but but also just maybe shows us um, even what we've already thought we knew is maybe just a little more tip of the iceberg. Like That's maybe true. Well, like yeah. now where there's like deeper, you know, like. Um, can you wean somebody off cigarettes? I mean, I, you know, that's what one of the, the some of the conclusions of, the, you know, one of the authors proposed in the study, like, again, maybe it's not ethically correct, but you could really, you know, be giving them way less nicotine than they, they know. Like, yeah. and you just tell them it's still the same amount, it's still the same amount, it's still the same amount, and then, but it's really weaning down. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they're off instead of, getting in their heads and like, Oh my gosh, tomorrow's the day I have to, you know, use the cut less, less cigarettes. I have to cut the dose back on the nicotine patch, you know, instead of that, maybe all the nicotine patches are just low. Well, we we were like, I don't know. It's interesting to me. Yeah. Well, something like that similar was happening was, I mean, sort of similar was happening with um, my, well, I guess both of them, but my son Trent, he, so he has epilepsy and um so he's on a uh anti-seizure medication but so what the doctor had been doing since so he originally went on and he's been on this anti-seizure medicine but we've never changed the dosage so as he went he, he first got on the got on the medicine when he was like three or something like that um but we haven't changed it the doctor weight, them, right like yeah for you would normally weight adjust that yes yeah. So, so he was so because because when we found we we kind of figured this out at one point because um I mean I'm sure he told us at some point or whatever we just weren't paying attention or something but I don't know something went on and we were talking about the about the about the about the drug or whatever and he was like well he's basically like not taking it I'm like no we give it to him twice a day he's like he's like well yeah but like that's for his weight that that was like for him when he was like three or four he's like eight he's like he's, he's like at this point it's like it's like basically he's not taking it. It's it's so below the recommended dose because um, mm-hmm. he wanted to. Because once again, I mean, you know, he wanted he didn't want to keep loading him up on like on you know neuro- neurological medicine. He he wanted to try to see like if you could just taper off 
you know, as yeah. he grew, if he could grow himself out of the medicine. Um, yeah. So that, so that, so it's kind of a, a kind of similar, similar well, in that way, uh, in, in, in the sense of in the yeah. sense of like, I mean, it's it's not it's not quite the same of like of the belief of it, but it's like, do you need this? We're tapering you off, like. I don't know. Right, right. Dose dependent effect, I guess, is what they were talking about a little bit, right? How much of yeah. that is is an actual thing? How much can be impacted by your belief about how well it's working? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all part of it. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all part of it. It's all, yeah. It's you know, all you part said, of that. It, it, like yeah. I said, it's dose dependent, but it's also a little bit belief. You know, he's taking something, we think it works. So, therefore, you know, maybe it's working more than, you know, guess what? I'll tell you this hasn't had another seizure. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that could be a whole nother podcast, right? Do you stop it? Do you not? I don't know if there's an answer for that. I don't know as a parent. Like, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still on the like the low dose, but yeah, like, I'm like it's not hurting him. Do you just let it ride? I do. You want him to have a? Yeah, that, I don't. I don't think there's a correct. That's that's a personal decision. So, but I just yeah. it could be a whole nother podcast. How do you um? And then actually hearing you say. Well, I don't know. He probably told us, but I don't know what we heard or we didn't remember that. Maybe that's yeah. also something we, I know that's been researched too, but just would be interesting. Maybe talking about it at a different date too. Just how much of the information do you really retain in a, in a doctor's office? Oh, I retain, visit? I retain almost nothing, especially when it's about me. When it's my, actually, in fact, my mom actually always goes, <clears throat> she always has a policy of like always wants somebody to either be with her or she'll, she'll often always volunteer to go with like me or Abby or something, especially when you're going to like, get some sort of like news or some, you know, whatever mm -hmm. about a surgery or whatever diagnosis or whatever, you definitely need somebody else in the room or you need to be recording it because you will not remember. I can guarantee you, you yeah. will not remember almost anything, the doctor, anything that your, 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 your doc says to you. So it, you need to yeah. like, it, you just can't because you're, you're just not like, you know, you don't have any questions. That's the other thing too is like the questions. Do you have any questions? It's like, you know, I have no questions. And then, like, you literally leave the office, and two hours later, you're like, I have so many effing questions, you know? I have so many questions. I know, I know. You're like, Dr. Google, what is this word? <laughs> Spell this. What's yeah. that hormone? Is it gremlin? It's the gremlins, right? Is it the gremlin <laughs> yeah. hormone? Makes you eat a lot because they eat a lot at night. That's the hormone oh we said I have a lot of, like. So it, many times. Yeah. So many times I've had to like, oh, you, we gave you this medication, so remember this. I'm like, right. I get home, and I'm like, I'm trying to, like, Google the medication. I'm like, I cannot, for the life of me, remember yeah, why the medication. Isn't, I mean, why isn't that a thing, right? Why isn't there a, um, you know, I, I, I will say this. I, I slaved away in an urgent care center for a while. Uh, you know, the pop-up chain fast food of healthcare. Um, I shouldn't say slaved away, but it, it was very busy. When I had first started and it was new and small, um, one of the policies was that every patient that was seen was given a 48-hour callback. So one of the health, it, um, it wasn't necessarily a nurse, but it was a medical, uh, um, yeah, a medical assistant or um, like an, uh, we hired a lot of EMT people. Yeah. Um, so they had medical knowledge and they would call everybody back and just say, hey, this is so-and-so from blah, 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 urgent care. Uh, you were seen here recently. We just want to know if you ha how you're doing and do you have any questions about your visit? Like, yeah. I was like that is like, that's actually really good. It's, right? it's amazing. And, some, and most of you know, people, they wouldn't answer sometimes. They'd shoot you right to voicemail, like whatever. But the, if if they did and they answered and maybe they did, they're like, oh, yeah, this is causing me this. Or did they tell me to finish all this antibiotic or just take it for two days? Yep. And then, or, you know, just use the cream until the rash went away. Or should I really use it all week? Um, 
yeah, because there are lots of things. And then they would just grab one of us providers and ask us and we'd be like, oh, no, no, they really should finish that whole course. You know, even if they're mm-hmm. feeling better, they need to take it all. Um, yeah, the whole process. I mean, yeah, it took some time on the staff members part, but it wasn't awful. Um, but I just thought it was so a good helpful. thing. And then, unfortunately, we got busy, you know. So you went from seeing maybe 30, 40 patients a day to, you know, through the whole clinic, not just not just me, to, you know, 100. And uh, it just, they just discontinued. Yeah, you couldn't do it anymore. Just couldn't, they just couldn't <laughs> do it. Well, you couldn't, you didn't, you didn't prioritize continuing to do that. You would have had to now just bring a whole nother staff person in probably just to be making those calls. Um, whereas yeah, before it would take somebody an hour to just run through the list of 20 people. And yeah, um, but that maybe, yeah, I just think that's a, that's such a worthwhile thing though. I mean, that's, that, that's one of those, that's see, this is what happens too though. When businesses start out doing the right thing, get either bigger or busier or whatever. And then they lose the, it's, those are the intangibles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like any, like, like any provider in America, because we have such a good system of like checks and balances and schooling and accreditation, like you can pretty much guarantee you're going to get like a baseline level of care. You know, it's it's the fact that you called that they called people back, you know, 48 hours later mm-hmm. to see like, are you doing okay? You, uh, yeah. We have in our notes here that you should, that we want you to go check up and get see a regular doctor. Like we, you know, what I'm saying like those are the things that make yeah. people go yeah. like, you know. I, and, and I, as a provider, I thought that's a great, like I was proud to work someplace that was doing that. That was making that yeah. a priority. Um, I thought that was a really good thing. And yeah. And well, yeah, they got busier there, but I guess I, I'll be cynical. Cause I'll just, that's just me sometimes, you know, old and sarcastic. <laughs> um, they, you know, it's not reimbursable, right? Yeah. That's the deal. Blue Cross Blue Shield isn't going to pay you an extra 50 bucks for making that follow-up phone call to you. You get nothing. So as they a medical won't. practice, they, but they should, I mean, really, if you want that, that would save them money to pay for follow-up to make a, that a reimbursable service that you get a follow-up phone call so many hours after an office visit to make sure that you fully understand everything. I mean, think of that, like medication compliance would be much better, you know, like, yeah, side effects, outcomes. I, but, it's, but that's where them no. as a business just need to do, measure their outcomes because I because even even if it's not a billable even if the insurance company won't pick that up the money invested in that would I guarantee you would come back tenfold so whatever even if you had yeah. to hire somebody on just to do that all day I guarantee you market I guarantee you you would you would have come back to in spades come back to them in spades in terms of like market share goodwill like it would yeah. have shown in the bottom line it wouldn't have been a reimbursement reversible uh you know line item but the business would have grown and they would have been the only place that anybody ever anybody said oh i feel sick we should go to the oh you know you need to go to these guys no no no, go to them these are, these are the good ones yeah. I mean, it, yeah. that's the thing you know i know i just when you were talking about that and you said yeah not hearing things and forgetting afterwards yeah that's huge and um yeah and so to toot my own horn right i do that i can do that now in my practice Yes. I build it that way. I have that amount of time. My patients know they could turn around, walk out the door and call me 20 minutes later and say, Hey, could you just repeat all that again? Or will you, will you shoot me an email with that information or put it on the you know portal or like, yeah, I, yeah. I do all that. Or they're in the, they're just in the back of my head. And I'm just like, Oh, didn't, didn't so-and-so just go see the orthopedist today for their shoulder. That was Friday. Like, I don't have a note back yet, but I'm just shoot them a message and see how that visit went and how they're feeling. Um, 
but that's what my model allows you to do. I could not have done that in my in a big, full, busy practice. I might no. be able to write down a couple of notes on a handful of patients that that you really had something critical kind of evolving on. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't the norm. That's what, I, that's what the anyways, overall person needs to do that. But yeah. 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 I digress. But you can, we can group that back to like, you could just be checking in on their belief system too, right? You could be calling them up and that you're reinforcing that, you know, like, Hey, it, yeah, that, that your job, gosh, should I tell you again? Like, man, you really, maybe I want to go, you know, wish, wish I could burn that many calories in my, in my job, but I have a desk <laughs> job, but you're at the hotel. Like, <laughs> you can multi-fed, like. It, but it's true though the, the belief yeah. the belief is definitely powerful we're beginning to be able to like start to even start to measure it have tools to measure it effectively and cheaply um and i think we're going to see a lot more of this i think we're going to see a lot more of this like a little more blend i mean i think especially like in like the 80s and 90s i think definitely it was much more like there's western medicine and there's eastern medicine you know and like never the twain shall meet and I think now that people are starting to see, you know, from studies and things that it's like, okay, there's a there there. We don't know exactly how far it goes. We don't know how deep it goes, how effective it is, but it's enough that it's, it's enough that outcomes are, are um, meaningfully improved. So yeah. meaningful yeah. improvement for something that is free, like a mindset change is, you know, Priceless. worth it. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. I think I, yeah, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I'm going to start kind of just, yeah, maybe taking a pause when I, like I said, when I present something to a patient and just trying to frame it in, in the, the, the best light or giving them the most control or praise or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that will actually be, we could talk for two hours. That might be the next kind of realm, and it's probably already out there in the social sciences of what's the best way to present something to a patient to tap into their most their their highest belief or into their um, mindset, if you will. Right? Yeah. I'm sure there's that's a whole area of research that's probably been done and is ongoing, but doesn't really always trickle into uh, a standard 15 minute office visit. It's just easier to give them that third medicine to lower their blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah. You know, would, yeah. but yeah, so we'll hopefully, hopefully we'll see more of this. I mean, obviously certainly like I said in the cancer community is definitely, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you know, there's a lot with people are experimenting a lot with like, you know, tying an Eastern medicine to their, you know, traditional Western, um, you know, pharmaceutical, um, you know, practices, um, and that's what a lot of that's what a lot of integrative docs are doing. You know, a lot of them are are, are you know it's about not only like the you know you know the supplements and the herbs and things that like ha do have medically proven benefit, not just like taking anything, um, but then also the mindset aspect of it and the things of belief and the things about like you know and, and yeah. listen to them. There, there's people and there's some people where you know where they have amazing outcomes and you know and when you start chaining those people together who have these out, you know, <clears throat> these outsized outcomes, especially from dire circumstances, it's hard not to go. There's got to be something there. Because, there's you know, got to be something, something there. They're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can't before we couldn't prove it or you didn't know what words to label it or what, but yeah. it's, it, it was something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. That's the next so, next Nobel Prize. The next Nobel Prize is going to come from somebody who's able to quantify. This is going to be the next major scientific breakthrough. Now, it's not going to be quantum computing. It's going to be the people who are going to quantify and measure how to measurably uh, uh, apply mindset and belief to measurable outcomes. I mean, that's measurable outcomes. Yeah, I know. So I think uh, this is true. It is true. You can you can cause physiologic changes in your body based on a, a belief. Yeah. It presented yeah, set of information and or in a, a belief. Like yeah. Um yeah, kind of cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. Very cool. We don't know how small, we don't know how large, but like it but listen, if it can if it can move something a small amount, which we have proven, it might be able to move other things in a large amount. So if it can be small, then it then it has the potential to also be large. So you know, we'll see in the future. But yeah, very, very good. Thank you for bringing this up and uh, for us, you know, so we can think about this and talk about it. We'll put a link. Yeah. Oh, uh, in the show notes, um, I'll put a link to the uh, to the uh, Huberman Lab podcast, which is they did some good talking about that, and they, he always does a great job explaining stuff. Him and Peter Atia, yeah, uh, yeah, Doctor Dr. Atia. Um, and then if yeah, that's what got us to... going down this road. Spurred all of my my curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. All, right. all right, guys. Thanks for well, listening. thank you guys. Yes. We'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. <laughs>